We have recording. Hi. Hello, mother. How are we? Well, that is a crazy question. We are definitely grateful that we're healthy. Yes. Um, grateful that you guys are healthy. We pray for every night. Um, we're thankful for our family being healthy and, um, yeah, just trying to re- remind ourselves that God provides. Mm. He's definitely doing that for us right now. I'm, be- I'm able to work from home and yes. still get paid, which is not uh, how the majority of people are mm-hmm. having to, to exist right now. But um, praying for God to provide through the government, too, and wisdom for Billy uh, for the state of Tennessee and all the different mayors of all the cities um, yes. across the U.S. And, uh, yeah, praying for our friends and family in California and Illinois that are on lockdown and all the other states soon to follow. Um, it's a crazy time right now. It is crazy. How are you and dad doing? Um, I think, you know, I think we have thought about what would happen in a situation where the the playing field is level, kind of. We've always thought that in a weird way. Like, what would it be like if everyone had to, you know, live by faith and trust in God fully? And, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. And then when this happened, it kind of makes you feel like, wow, wow, we all have to trust in God for everything, for our daily bread, for our moment to moment. And so, you know, as we are going through this, it's kind of, it feels like we've either thought about this before or have prepared for this day. It's hard to understand, you know, it's hard to put into words, really. Yeah, it's, um, it's unlike anything we've really experienced as a modern society. Um, yeah. And I know with social media, it can get overwhelming. And I, I, <clears throat> I really liked all the funny memes and quarantine jokes and things at the beginning. And then when I realized, like, yeah, this is the severity of it, and you know, mm. people are passing away and I, didn't, I forgot uh, it was it's crazy so yeah it is it is it brings a a sobering moment to your reality when you realize that uh, this is not this is not a fun and games time this is uh to get really serious and to be you know vigilant and in, in all areas hi son yeah hey father um we got we got started recording without you. I was on with your sister. Um, well, we love you guys, and um, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy how I think we'll take away a lot of things from this time. Um, but one uh, thing that I think we're we're all getting is like a appreciation for just being able to see people and go about freely with our lives and mm. I'm, I'm really proud of you guys for committing to 
staying at home and reducing, uh, you know, interactions with people just until we figure out how to get through this uh, healthy. So, yeah, I'm trying um, to keep that. Uh, I want to go to Lowe's and talk to everybody. I went to Whole Foods to, to take some vitamin C back. And mom goes, be quick. I came back. I go, yeah, so the guy with tattoos, he's the he's the manager. And we talked. And I found he's from London. She goes, what would you have, a full-on conversation? I go, yeah, but I was, I was 10 feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, what no. part of London? And then I started sharing with him. And the guy goes, I love your jacket. It was you too, uh, Joshua Tree. So I'm talking to him. His name's Yusuf. And he's... Uh, Middle East, we have this great conversation. Among us. Did you talk to everybody in the store? <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, the part of the mandate uh, that Billy gave was that you can't go to the gym. And one of the first videos uh, was that were you doing that before, even where you no, were working out no. from home? No. No, no, we went to the, gym the last day you could go, and I, and I go, honey, I don't know if this is the best place to go. She goes, you would think? It's like a petri <laughs> dish. <laughs> I'm in the steam room. But um, it's hard because you got to have those kind of outlets for your brain, you know, body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think for you guys and for the nation right now, just uh, spiritually, there's one nature that needs to be fed, but you got to keep your mind sharp. And, and part of that is it's been proven that exercise helps the brain and endorphins engage and and it's a circle you know body feeds mind mind feeds the spirit spirit and getting the proper sleep and all that i mean if 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 ever there's been a mandate uh i believe for rest it's right now yeah and isaiah he says return to your rest and quietness and confidence will be your strength it's not do more it's be still Mm -hmm. and know Well, that's one thing I'm really excited to see come out of this, too, is by being still and, um, you know, really only getting out of your house to exercise, really, or get fresh air. I'm excited to see all the music that's written from this time. Yeah, sure. I think when you really are quiet and you stay still, you can hear, you can hear the voice of the Lord, you can be inspired and it's um, so true. Well, I think it's pe- definitely going to be a boom in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where good music and good art comes from, right? A renaissance and a revival happens through an oppressive time, a dark time. But they're inspired when you're ca- looking up at the stars or you're looking at creation. You know, we went over to see Danielle and she's quarantined. So we go over there and I, and I was asking her, this is why I was on the phone with her, just wanted to hear her take on things. And one of her insights was what does it look like when we come out of this time mm. and that's kind of what you're saying wait uh, backing up we did not go and see danielle we oh no we from went a window and saw her from a window i saw the picture with the mask that was pretty great <laughs> yeah and she sang a song to us so listen to danielle i go danielle you know it's she made like- me cry that was not cool I go, it's kind of like this, and I'm getting all philosophical. I go, here you are singing a song from inside, and the birds are chirping me. And she goes, yeah, they're pr- singing pretty loud. <laughs> Sound like an artist. <laughs> yeah, I was having to compete <laughs> with the dang birds. Of like how David wrote those songs out under the stars and being with the sheep. And where's good inspiration come from, Michael? It comes through, you know, how many songs are written about love, but 
the brokenness of our hearts and brokenness of the human condition. Mm -hmm. Cry out and it inspires others that we're all the same. You know? I do think that, that it is a good creative way to get your your thoughts out too. And I've been finding myself trying to just hide in a corner of the house and just be quiet, you know? And then dad comes and finds me and then it's never quiet. So so that doesn't always work. But I do think that it's it's a good thing to do um, because there's so much media and even being on social media and, and the news that it just fills your it fills so much of your thoughts with, you know, unrest and panic and um, chaos. And uh, I find that if you just sit and, and be still, you know, then you are able to hear God. And so we've been camping out in Psalms 91 and um, I've been finding a lot of peace in that. Um, that Psalms that, you know, whoever will dwell in the shelter of the Most High, he will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He will say that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And the whole Psalm is just about being in his safety. And so with all that's going on, you know, we have to, we have to combat it with, with rest and peace and exchange our fear for faith and trust. And, you know, we're really being put to the test right now because not only is the church, you know, just as panicked as the world, but the world's looking to us like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you guys had, you know, you guys had that peace that, that you talk about. So we just have to really be mindful that we're being, you know, an example to whoever it is, our neighbors, our kids, our family, that either we really do trust and profess what we believe is true and that God is on the throne and he isn't surprised by this. Nothing was taken off, you know, by him, by off guard, by any means. And um, he's he's in control. So, you know, that's, that's our hope. And, you know, I think... Um, I think that finding those spots of quiet in the middle of having a little two-year-old running around at your feet is hard, you know? And so when you do get it, I just think it's just important to just really be mindful of that. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm always worried about providing for my family and always having to remind myself that God provides, but, um, yeah, it doesn't make it easier to know that other people are in the same boat, but um, there is a sense of camaraderie, like you were saying earlier, Mom, how it's kind of like what you guys just as a nonprofit and as a ministry deal with day to day is learning how to treat every day as its own day. God's going to provide. He he put the clothes on your back and he put the food on the table and he's done it for 30 plus years and yeah. uh, he's really done it from the dawn of time. So, um, well, I think that's the that's one thing good. people miss about the word righteous. People talk about righteous, like it's holy living. It's right standing with God, but it says Abraham, it says that Abraham believed God. 
he trusted God and God declared him righteous. So here we are in a situation where if you want to put on the breastplate of righteousness, what does it mean? You're going forward, trusting God. But you're walking in a position of rest. Mommy's always reminds me that rest is a battle position. And so you can't, it's, you know, to retreat is not to surrender. And I think it's been a, a global retreat. And you hear people singing in Italy and people singing in uh, different parts in Brazil and so here, what would God say to us? You said some of the greatest songs. Why is it that music always comes back and we dedicated our lives to coming alongside artists? Because we believe, like David, that, you know, David struck a chord to the heart of God that they played one song 30 years plus in the temple. So what is, he, what is, what is, what is God saying through that? That music is that important. Zephaniah 3.17, he says, God is a warrior. He comforts us with his love. In Zechariah, I'm sorry. And he says, and he sings songs over us. Hmm. So here. That's Zephaniah, babe. It is Zephaniah. <laughs> sorry. I finally got to correct him. Um, but I do think, don't you think that it's some music is just such a calming to our spirit? We have music going oh, yeah. on. Oh, my gosh. And it just brings so much calm and peace, especially just you know any type we just have a bunch of instrumental yeah and i i mean obviously growing up with you guys you guys are always making up songs and silly things and <laughs> dad's uh was always performing in the kitchen you know making making up songs and stories and playing with puppets and all the different things and now that i have a two-year-old i, I get the like urge to do that because so much uh learning for kids happens through songs and through animals and um yeah all the things so i find myself singing avon songs and then making you know putting his name into all the the songs and then we throw on a record and we dance for you know hours and sweet so pitch uh, yeah. as you're doing that now, what a metaphor that is, what God's trying to do with you. Yeah. You're pouring into your boy. So picture God wanting to do the same thing with you, dance around, wants sing to. silly songs, mm-hmm. and have you rest. Because your your job doesn't provide, the government doesn't provide, God provides. So a friend said to mom, well, you guys will be fine. Because are you kidding? If people aren't, don't have jobs and don't have money, the corporations, and they're talking worse than the Depression, you think people are going to give to our ministry? And yet the Lord woke me up at 3 a.m. last night. Michael, I gave you a promise that I'd never leave you nor forsake you. And when have I? It's it's basically like saying saying to someone in the middle of the storm, you have nothing to worry about. Like, <laughs> if you're uh, in the eye of the hurricane, you don't. In, in some ways, in some way, they're right because it's like right. kind of been doing it from this way, anyways. Well, yeah, like there's nothing, nothing's been given from really, from day true. one. So, um, but you know, like it's no one lives in a vacuum. Like, not yeah. only are people scared for their health, but they're scared for their jobs, and then. You know, musicians can't go touring right now, which is a big driver income 
you know, the Hueys, who are good friends, they they can't sell tickets to shows. They actually get money back from, you know, all these venues. And, um, yeah, I was talking to Jason today, and he's like, I'm pretty much a debt collector for venues, and it's, like, the most depressing thing Mm. ever. And it's, you know, we're all humans, and we're all in the same boat. So it's like, um, you know, what's what's one person's what's you know deemed necessary in a in a crisis like this is obviously different but it's like we can't live without people that do shows and events and festivals and because you know what will we be living for we'll just be yeah working to to just you know stay in so it's it's increasingly becoming more um uh realistic uh threat to the economy and our lives but it is it is comforting to be in the middle of the storm and know that oh i'm i'm still a son or a daughter of the creator of the universe it doesn't change the fact that it's not like god hasn't seen a pandemic before and yeah um, yeah so People are saying that it's mutating and there's a new strain, but I'm also encouraged that people are becoming immune to it as they, you know, as they get it and um, survive from it. So that's something that yeah, it's really build the resistance over time. I thought of your biology degree and how you would understand some of this stuff. And it's one of those shows we watched 60 minutes. If you get a chance to watch it. They showed when they got the, the breakdown of it, the DNA code of the virus, they showed up. I go, Michael could probably read that. <laughs> and how they had to break it all down. And, and they're just the fast work that's going on. And I think, you know, no matter how much knowledge we get, there'll never be enough. No matter how much money, there'll never mm. be enough. And it's like what your brother said, where's the wonder when you got it all figured out and put it in your brain? Or, you know, like what you said to me, I've been writing down quotes that I remember from you kids. And you said once, um, Daddy, uh, when we were in on a vacation, I said, I read that the psalm was, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And you pulled me aside and said, Dad, we can't even go there unless he leads us. Mm-hmm. Or Jordan reminding me that when the spirit turns dark, walk in the opposite spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And Danielle, you know, reminding me that you don't root against anyone. You root for people. And I told Danielle because she was really challenging me about things and in a good way. And she goes, you know, so my generation, I think, would like to know what does that look like, hands and feet on? Okay, you get still before God, you get alone with God, you write songs, that's great, but what do you do coming out of this? I believe it's the greatest hour for the church to shine, to show the world what truly Jesus looks like. And he's he's not a Democrat or a Republican, he's not left or right wing, and he's not, um, he doesn't, you know, he's not the guy who goes, oh, those small-minded people, and then becomes small-minded. He loves everyone. And that's why I've been, I've really been meditating on 1 Corinthians 13. And the only name that fits there is Jesus. He's kind. He's patient. He doesn't keep the score of people's wrongs. But the best part of 1 Corinthians 13 is the end. We see very dimly on our best day. But when you can explain it all, where's the wonder of God? 
I don't think this is a time to try and figure out what God's doing. Mm, that's true. That's I, good. I, I think it's more time, wouldn't you agree, honey, that it's time for us to just reflect. To rise up and be different. And, yeah. And, you and know, because if we, if we come out of this and we're the same, then what was the point of this? You know what I mean? We have to, we, we should be, we should be better for it. You know, we should be more grateful for it. We should be more humble. I mean, really, if you think about it, the humbling is just clear across the board. You know, there's no, no one that's not being touched by this. So, you know, we, we should be more kind and more gentle and more loving and more, forgiving and more generous and you know all of the things because if we come out of this pandemic and have not changed you know what is the point of this you know we need to be different yeah i think you have a 9-11 you have recessions and then you have this but this is the beginning of birth pains you know matthew 24 and and read in those passages there where Jesus is preparing us and then you go into the having enough oil in the lamps for the ten virgins five had enough oil, five don't I think it comes back to one thing you can't live the life of Christ without the Holy Spirit and the evidence that the Holy Spirit's living the life in you is your love is increasing because it's not your love and that you reckon yourself as dead yeah and I think when economy so fat as it was I mean everybody's acting like everybody was traveling every day it wasn't like spring. It was spring break every day. <laughs> I don't care what day you went to the airport. It's packed. And I went, wow, it's just crazy. Sooner or later, it's got to, something's got to change. Because nobody is really realizing how brief life is. It's very brief. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it just is, nothing is, is permanent. So it's, it's hard to. You know, we you guys helped us save for a house, and we bought in October. And um, uh, it's it was a leap of faith, you know. Like this is this is the yeah. house that we're we're meant to be in, and we're in Colombia. It's like a it's a far commute, but it's it feels like a, a a small town and something we can grow into. And kind of reminded me of Franklin growing up, and. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, uh, you know, holidays and just money's tight and then, and then this happens and it's like, well, like, everything, everything is, is a, a leap of faith, really. Like, uh-huh. I, I feel very, very few people get things handed to them and it's, uh, even that is a challenge in its own way, but it's it's like when you commit to being somewhere that puts you out of your comfort zone, mm. um, driving you know thirty to forty five minutes to see grandparents, and mm. uh, you know it's it's almost kind of like moving to another city. Obviously, we have the benefit of you guys and friends that are willing to drive, but. Um, yeah, just something that's at this scale is just a reminder to you that um, we're all living day to day and we're all checking the news to see how it affects us today. Yeah, I think, I think uh, the last time you, we did a podcast, you were just moved in with us. I think you did one. 
and yeah, you're trying it's, to save enough for a house. You did one before that about having a baby. You did one before that about being engaged. So here it is to the next generation, to our children's children. The hope is that your children will do it better than you. You guys are doing it better than us. But here's the deal, Mike. It's a miracle, and we prayed for a miracle house. The house you got was a miracle house. So why would God do that? Just to taunt you and then say, oh, here you go. Bye. That's how bad. It's a shame that we have to we have to um, apologize for saying God is good. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. What would you do ever to hurt Avon? I know as a dad what everything I can do to help you, but let me tell you, as a granddad, and that's why it says to a thousand generations, for your children's children, to a thousand generations. When I see it with Avon, it's even more how much I want to help. Now, that's just my grandson. This is God's whole lineage. Yeah. And it's his reputation on the line. And listen, when this hit, everybody's at ground zero. Everybody. Yeah. It became a real level playing field, like you said about friends that we have that suddenly they're look, you know, this is how we've lived. And so when someone says to me, Well, you're used to it, they weren't saying it like it'll be easy for you. You've lived by faith. That's all you've ever had. Mm-hmm. That's all God ever promised is that if you trust me. So here's what I read the other day in Isaiah 30. He said, this is what the Lord says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. Only in quietness and confidence will be your strength. But you'd have none of it. He said, no, we'll get our help from the world, from Egypt. He'll give us swift forces to run into battle. The only swiftness you're going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. The point being is, at this time, are we going to go to the world for counsel? Are we going to... You know, we should prepare. The wisdom is, okay, practically like Daniel's question. Yeah, we prepare. But we take our preparation, like Jesus told his disciples, get swords. But then he said, don't, you know, don't use them. Don't cut off the guy's ear. Or the horse is prepared for battle. But do we trust the horse? Yeah. No. So it's, it's we prepare, but we live by faith. Yeah. And without faith, you're never going to please God. And you're never going to find peace if you don't trust him. And I have moments where I sink. I just want to be real clear. Mom will look for me. I'm outside, you know, playing with the plants because I'm just trying to get some sense of peace. Because I do know that if I get stuck in my head, it's a dangerous place. But if I get out there and hear the birds chirping and I see the nature, listen, God has promised more than the birds of the air. He has more thoughts about us than the sands of the sea of all the oceans. Next time you pick up one handful of sand and you watch it with both your hands, that's just a fraction of how much he thinks about it. Yeah. Um, I know God is has it under control, and I know we're all dealing with the situation in different ways, but it, it definitely um, is comforting to know that we're all in the same boat and we're all a a call or a FaceTime away, which I'm, I'm very grateful for that, you know, though we're distanced from each other, the, we can stay connected this way. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can, yeah, we, don't we can recenter our, our priorities. <laughs> What's that? As long as we don't make the internet crash. you know, Netflix has asked people not to do high definition streaming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's definitely a nice distraction. Mary Beth and I loaded up on Goodwill DVDs, so we're we're set if the internet crashes. <laughs> there you go. 
Go back to those um, tapes you have, those VHSs for Buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, we still we still have a good stash of those too. Goodwill and fifty cent VHSs are where it's at. Yes. Have you guys played um, board games or Oh, so I sent you that video yesterday uh, of the board game Chickapig. Yeah. <laughs> which is a really funny game to get your two year old to say over and over again. Uh, <laughs> but uh Mary Beth and I uh have kind of stuck to movies right now we've kind of been a little bit exhausted at night but um played a little bit like back in and in phase 10 we we bought that but um Mm. but yeah we should um so i i got listening to science mike did you guys get to see any of his stuff yet Mm -mm. uh no we've saw the doodle guy doodle yeah, that'd be good okay. for me. I don't know if I've seen it. But um, Science, Science Mike is a um, former atheist who now um, uh, is like, does public speaking and writes books about relating God to um, to science. Hmm. And... Uh, he um he works with people in Hollywood to make movies and shows scientifically accurate as much as possible. Oh, that's so cool. he is a really fun guy to listen to. And it's kind of what, you know, in all the time I've been able to think about stuff staying at home made me think like I would love to get you guys uh podcast back up because I think a lot of what you guys have to say is is um, encouraging. I think you guys have a really good strength of encouragement, just because what you do is so um, so much speaking to the people that don't really have the encouragement and accountability that, that a lot of people have um, in normal society. Just with you know people that are touring or always on the go or um, anyways. So. Um, yeah, Science Mike, he's, a, he's been a really uh, a nice voice of reason and balance and um, love in this time. So I I think, uh, yeah, that's been something that's been helping us um, kind of put the, the news into perspective and our situation in perspective. And, um, that's good. We'll have to listen. Kind of con- connect. Oh, but what he said was he he's been doing dinner dates with people on Skype, like people that he and his wife would normally go out and eat with at restaurants. So that'll have to be something we do with you guys sometime soon is just sit down at the table and have a meal and talk and catch up. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. I heard I heard you guys watched um, a little uh, Netflix with your sister via Skype the other night. Yeah, that was last night. Yeah, it was fun. Um, we would turn on the volume every every time we had something to say, and then we'd turn it back off. But, <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, you should, a, you should get um, Avon to look at Lunch Doodles with Mo Williams. It's from the Kennedy Center. Oh, I d- love Mo Williams. Yeah, he does a little um, a daily art, a daily noon art art class with kids. <laughs> Isn't that cool? What? Oh, yeah. that's awesome! I'll, yeah. I'll definitely check yeah. it out. Every day. Send him a picture of that. He does the one with the um, what is it? 
You mean the, the um, character that he draws? Yeah, it's like a... Oh, like it's a the big, pigeon. Yeah, it's like a big... Yeah. There's like a pigeon that uh, that's talking to the reader. It's a, He has some really great books. Um, I'll definitely check it out. But... Well, Michael, um, I appreciate well, you so reaching out, and, and um, yeah. I would just say that if, if if you can think of questions that you hear some of your peers asking, or your sisters and brothers, and I mean, it'd be nice to have the dialogue because I don't have answers, but I do believe the answer has me, and it's and and I just feel like that last trip I made, you know, I had, it was, you know, after that trip I was on my way to the airport and turned around and came home, but it was really just studying 1 Corinthians 13 and so what's the outcome of it? We know very little about love. Mm-hmm. And I think God's trying to wake up our hearts, awaken our hearts to hope. And and when that happens, when you start walking in the, the spirit of Christ, you start loving differently. And then you'll find out, and Danielle's question was, so what does that look like practically? I go, well, I think the first step is you, you have to awaken your heart to a whole new level of love. And get it off of you know this whole my my world and and then as you do you see how Jesus lived differently and it's the Beatitudes it's Matthew five you know you recognize yeah. your poor in spirit you recognize that the pure in heart see God and, and you just have the simplicity of a child that's that's it you start um, doing silly things like Avon <laughs> he's laughing all the time. So we were watching that show last night with Danny, and um, it's the reboot of Queer Eye. And so I was very like, okay, I I don't really like reality shows. I don't really like, you know, the fashion, whatever. But um, Danny was like, I trust me, I think you'll like it. We watched it, and, I, you know, we're trying to hold back tears the whole time. And what I explained to Danny at the end was it is – the heart of God is so much in that show because it's not about breaking down a person. It's about pulling out the best in someone mm-hmm. yes. and lavishing them, lavishing them so much that they don't, they don't think they deserve it, but it's really because they just didn't know they had access to it. Right. So, um, isn't that the gospel? It is. And I think that's what we need to realize in this time that God's not, He's not short changing mm-hmm. us. He doesn't have short pockets. He has a very deep, a yeah. deep well of that's good, Michael. Provision okay. and yeah, project a man's view of God. That's good. Human. Yeah. So, so Michael, the one thing you do really well, and I just want to say this, is you really do love your son well and love your wife well. And that's to me what I think God's gonna teach us more of. And when you're home and you're cabin fevered. Um, you're really tested in that. And I've said to mom, I haven't been the greatest husband um, because I, I get, we get tense, you know, we, we try and figure it out. But the good news is it doesn't matter if you have a bad day or a good day, God's always waiting to meet with you. And he wakes you up and just tells you that, you know, you can't live in shame and be your full identity. You have to live in who he says. He always sees us perfect in Christ. That's who you are. And he always wants to lavish. He always wants to lavish us. Yes. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to wrap it up in prayer, and um, maybe uh, maybe next time we talk, we can uh, get uh, some questions before you know what. How are we to respond to to this this time? And 
Um, but I would love, I'd love to hear you guys pray and speak peace over us in this time. Pray in tongues, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for its own podcast. There own you episode. go. Well, I'll, I'll start off. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for uh, this time. Thank you for our son and for wanting to get um, a podcast together of just of just hearing um, what we're all going through and confirming that we need you, Jesus, and we can't do this apart from you. Forgive us for trying and putting on our own flesh and trying to figure it out or try to mastermind what to do next, but we just trust you, God. And Lord, I don't want to speak peace over my son, over our family, over all that hear this. The peace that comes, that only mm-hmm. comes from you, Jesus, that there's no way we could describe how we can look at this storm and look at this humongous tsunami hitting us all without knowing that you are in control. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, not one thing that did that does not surprise you, Lord, that this you've got us. You've got us and you're going to take care of us and you want to lavish us with your love and you want us to press in like never before, and just hear that still, small voice. I pray mm-hmm. for each person that hears this, that they would just sense the power of presence and peace mm-hmm. surrounding them and filling them and filling their home, filling their minds, filling up every empty space mm-hmm. with the peace of God. And, Lord, we just trust you. We don't put our trust in men. We don't put our trust in government. We don't put our trust in in wise, you know, marketing decisions, we put our trust in you, God. Mm. We know that, God, you're the only one who knows everything and sees. And so we thank you, God, that you care about us. We thank you that you're into mm. all the details and the fears that we have we can lay at your feet because you care. Mm. So I just pray you bless uh, this nation, Lord, that this pandemic would stop in its tracks in Jesus' name. And that we would sense your presence in a new way. That we would be changed, forever changed by this. And that would make us better people, more loving, more kind, more generous, more forgiving, more uh, everything that your desire is, more of it, God. We need more of you in our lives. So we thank you, God. You're going to use all these things for your glory. Every single thing for your goodness in Jesus' name. And Lord, I join in agreement and just say that, Lord, that your peace that passes all understanding, we can't figure it out in our brain. Let us bow our heads below our heart that you would instruct our hearts with the love of the Father because that's the only way salvation makes sense is that you gave your son not because it made sense but because you loved us so much you didn't want heaven without us. And so, Lord, as you teach our hearts about love, would you help us to realize we can't do it without your spirit? Would you bring your Holy Spirit to the nation, to the world, and let people know that the things of who you are are so radically, radically, extravagantly in love with each and every individual right where they are. Thank you, Father. We pray that our our marriages be transformed, our homes, our families, and that it would go into the community. And that's the practical. Lord, we just trust you and thank you. Thank you for Michael and Mary Beth. Bless their home. May even bless all of our children. Um, and thank you, Father, for each and every child as a child of God, mm. that you look at everyone the same. Take away our hearts of hardness and give us a tender heart.
Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys a lot. Love you, son. Thank you for this time. Love you, Michael. Love you so much. And, uh, so so what you're saying is <laughs> we still have a chance. We still got a chance, y'all. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Love I'll you. talk to you soon. Give oh, Mary Beth and Aven a hug. There's a, a heart for you. Oh, thank you. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Bye. I love you. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. All right. You too.